graphics. Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to today's episode of the Turn of Phrases podcast. I thank you for giving me some of your time today, and I hope this episode finds you well. This is the first episode of the new year, and I hope your 2020 is off to a great start. Today begins a five-part series of regular episodes with sayings related to the five senses. We're beginning with hearing, so today we'll look at phrases that have to do with, well, hearing and the ears. I hope you're ready to listen to today's phrases, origins, history, and more. Let's begin with the phrase, I heard it through the grapevine. This one means that you learned something, but you either don't want to reveal how you heard about it, or you're not entirely sure of the original source. It can also just be used to generally refer to gossip. However you use it, the phrase comes from an old-timey times type of communication, the telegraph. While earlier versions of similar communication existed, in the 1830s, Samuel Morse and Alfred Vail invented the telegraph as we know it today as well as Morse code. By the early 1840s, telegraph lines were being hung up so this new form of long-distance communication could be put to use. People thought that the lines hanging between poles looked similar to the poles and lines that grape farmers would use to grow grapes. This led to the telegraph lines being called the grapevine. In fact, the term grapevine telegraph first appears in a U.S. dictionary in the year 1852. Due to this, messages passed along via telegraph were said to be heard through the grapevine. In its infancy, the phrase was really more about the idea of how quickly a rumor could spread, since telegrams made it so easy for news to spread quickly, often without a way to verify the validity of that information right away. This is why the saying is still used to refer both to gossip and an unknown source of information. The usage that helped make the saying more popular and cemented it firmly into the vernacular would have to be the song, Heard It Through the Grapevine. First recorded in 1967 by Gladys Knight and the Pips, and again in 1968 by Marvin Gaye. Now, let's put our ear to the ground. Keeping your ear to the ground can mean you're aware of your surroundings, you're in the know about current events, or you're able to tell something is coming. You're basically well-informed in some way. This idiom comes from the literal act of putting your ear to the ground, which some believe was a common thing to do in old-timey times. This would allow someone to tell if someone was approaching from a distance based on the sound of the footsteps, hoofbeats, or other vibrations caused by people traveling. It was believed that you could feel someone coming from farther off than you could see them. Now, I doubt this would work all that well for a single person walking, but it's not hard to imagine being able to feel the rumblings of a few horses or a large group of people heading your way, not to mention a train or wagon. Many people associate this practice with the Old West time period, 
and it is likely a skill that was taught to old-timey times cowboys by Native Americans. However, it was also probably used by many other ancient cultures, not just the ones who lived in America. While there is no way to know for sure just how old this practice is, the first use in print I found comes from a newspaper from Northamptonshire, England, called the Northampton Mercury. In an article from November 1st of 1773, we find the following quote, Notice is given when a ship arrives, by firing a gun at the rising of the sun, and two at its setting, which the pilots, by laying their ears to the ground, declare they can hear at a very great distance. End quote. As far as an idiomatic use, it seems to first show up in print on November 7th of 1815. It was in the Connecticut Courant, a newspaper from Hartford, Connecticut, and it read, quote, Remember the 21st November. On that day the wheels will be put in motion. You may put your ears to the ground, and you will hear the great sound of the eagles and dollars roar like the ocean. End quote. That's it for this one, so let's move on. I have a couple of old wives' tales about ears to share with you now, and then we'll wrap up the episode with two turn-of-phrases tidbits. Some people believe that if your ears are itching, then it means you'll soon hear a secret. Which ear itches can tell you who will share the secret, to an extent. If it is your left ear that is feeling itchy, then it will be a female sharing secrets with you. If it's your right ear, then you'll hear a secret from a male. If your ears feel like they're burning, then it means someone is talking about you in a positive way. If they feel cold, then someone is saying something bad about you. Another version of this old wives' tale only references your ears burning, and it depends on which ear feels like it's burning as to the nature of what is being said. This version is said as left for love and right for spite, meaning that if your left ear is burning, then someone is saying something nice about you, and if your right ear feels warm, then they are saying something negative. Now, some people say that a ringing in your ears means the same thing as your ears burning. But there is also another old wives' tale associated with ringing ears. If you hear an unexplainable ringing in your ears, then you might be able to predict the first letter of your soulmate's name. If you hear ringing, ask someone for a number, from 1 to 26. Whichever number they give you, the corresponding letter in the alphabet is supposed to be the first letter of the name of the person you will marry. Now, let's look at those tidbits. The first tidbit is the walls have ears. This is used to say that you should be careful with what you say, as someone might be listening. One theory for this one comes from Dionysus, the ancient Greek ruler. Supposedly, he had an ear-shaped cave with small cutouts going between rooms in his palace so he could listen in to what people were saying from his cave. There are other places and people that may have had ways to listen in like this, so no one knows for sure if this comes from ancient Greece or somewhere else. But regardless, the idiom first appears sometime in the 1700s, although I couldn't find a confirmed first use in print. The last phrase I want to look at today is, I'm all ears, which means you're paying attention to what someone is saying. There is even less known about this one than the walls have ears, but I hear this one a lot and wanted to share the little bit that I did find. The idea behind it is simple. 
we listen with our ears, so telling someone you're all ears indicates that you're giving them your full attention and listening to everything they say. No one knows exactly where or when it came into use, but it had to be before 1752, as we find it in print that year in the London Magazine. That's really all that seems to be out there about this one, so now it's time for today's familiar quotation. Toppers, today's familiar quotation is from Anthony Hinks. Here's what he had to say about hearing. Quote, You hear with your ears, but you listen with an open mind. End quote. Thank you, Mr. Hinks, for giving us today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, it's time for today's For Better or For Words, Love Advice from Old Timey Times. Remember that this advice is over a hundred years old, and I'm sharing it for entertainment purposes only. Now, let's hear from the ladies first. Don't claim to read all your husband's correspondence. Probably he would not have the slightest objection to you doing so if you did not make a point of it. And now for the men. Don't expect your wife to hold the same views as yours on every conceivable question. Some men like an echo, it is true, but it becomes very wearisome in time. All right, toppers, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you learned something along the way. Check out my website, turnaphrases.com, to find out information about the show's social media, for details about the music I use in the show, and much more. Also, check out the show notes for links to the Podfix network and to my merch store. If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Last but not least, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast. Researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, thanks for being all ears. Toodaloo! Let me rephrase. And if you're, and if you're, if you're. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Hey everyone, this is Tove, host of Gravity Beard a podcast featuring interviews and discussions on a wide range of topics. In each episode, I'll either interview a special guest or we'll convene our typical Algonquin roundtable of brilliant minds. Occasionally, we'll even be joined by the host of one of your other favorite podcasts. Then every other week, my buddy Adam stops by for an installment of This Week Today. Whatever we do each week, we promise you'll be entertained. You can find Gravity Beard on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else quality podcasts are sold. 
And you can always find us and other indie pods in the Underdog Podcast community on Facebook. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. Come check us out. Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. 